Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got nards. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Listening to the Jersey Calls. Hey, everybody. What's up? I don't know what to say for this part now. Double, double. You could just do the Howie scream in the place of, of me saying anything. Put the Howie scream in there. Done. That works. Thank you. <coughs> Welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. That's right. And tonight we're talking about a subject that is near and dear to all of our hearts. Talking about some bad mama jamas. That's right. Bad moms is our topic tonight because we're, you know, we're going to explore moms. This is, I'm going to read this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm about that age now where I'm exploring moms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need a good cougar in your That's life, right. Nate. We do need that for me. Yeah. Damn it. I, had, I probably could have hooked that up. All right. So, yeah. So, tonight we're going to be diving into some, some of the moms of horror. And we're going to start off with Serial Mom, which is a 1992? One. Three? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were, were all wrong. wrong. <laughs> all right. So tonight we're starting off with Serial Mom, which is a 1994 film by my homeboy, John Waters. Yeah, I've never seen this movie, actually. I'm not the I was surprised. I'm that. not the biggest John Waters <gasps> fan. Like, he's okay, but I'm. if we're at a party and someone wants to put Crybaby on, like, I'll sit and watch it. But I'm really not going to go out of my way to be like, ooh, I need to see Pink Flamingos or I need to ever watch Hairspray again. What about you, Nate? I'm kind of in the middle somewhere. I did see this movie when I was very young. When I was like 14, (laughs) I was watching this movie. Me too. And we thought it was the funniest shit because all our moms acted like Serial Mom. So we're all like, "Ah, this would be funny if our moms did this. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's exactly what he was going for with this, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, I really love John Waters. I remember seeing Pink Flamingos at a disturbingly young age. And I remember being like, holy shit, this is is fucking amazing. And I never want to watch it again, but it was a really good experience. And I remember being really sad when Divine died. I don't know why. Like, I remember that impacting me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I just, I was. I wasn't that sad, but I was like, oh, that's too bad. And I was like, wait, why do I, do I really care Like, why do I care? (laughs) But I did, I did care. And I love, I did, I love Cry Baby and Hairspray. Like, those were the movies that if they were on TV when I was a kid, I never turned them off. Like, I just think they're funny and I love how John Waters uses the grotesque to like make 
powerful statements about the mundane. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's a really brilliant thing that not many other directors can do well. I do want to revisit Seasonably Demented because I don't remember that at all. I don't know if it's one of his better ones. Really? Oh, it's been a, a while since I've seen it. Yeah, too. me too. Um, so, yeah. So, Jackie, you want to give us a quick uh, synopsis? I, I can give you a quick synopsis. Synopsis? Uh, we got, you know, we've got the, uh, what is it, the, what's it called, the nu- the nuclear, nuclear family. We got, you know, mom, dad, son, daughter. They're your average, normal, kind of middle, upper middle class, white privileged family living in the pretty houses with the, the, the manicured lawns. And everything on the surface seems really picturesque and Norman Rockwell, but what, the family doesn't discover till the end is that mom is actually a murderer. She torments people with obscene phone calls. <laughs> and if you piss her off, she probably will kill you. And she's very easy to piss off. She is very easy to she's piss a off. Very, very, very specific standards, which I would probably be murdered super quickly. She kills that one kid for not buckling the seatbelt. Oh my God. <laughs> I know I'm jumping ahead, but I was so happy when he died. I was so happy when the friend died because he was, we'll get to it. We will get to it. Um, So in the beginning, like you learn, you know, in the first scenes of the movie where the family is sitting around the table, you kind of get an idea of what she's like. You know, she doesn't tolerate gum chewing and, you know, everything is very neat and tidy and she's cooking breakfast for her whole family before the day starts. here's, Here's what got me a little bit though. She's very prim, very proper. Everything has its place. Everything is clean and pretty. And there's a fly buzzing around. And she sees the fly. And you get the first tiny taste of her murderous ways. Mm -hmm. Because she whacks the bug. And splat. And like blood and bug guts are now sitting on the kitchen table. And she just leaves it there. Yeah. Well, I think it it speaks to the duality of her personality Mm -hmm. at that point. That one bugged me. No pun intended that it bugged me. Ah, but no, like if you're if you can't chew gum in the household, but we're just gonna have like a bloody gross dead bug on the kitchen table while we're eating breakfast. Why are we not discussing the fact that the kids are fucking Ricky Lake and Matthew Lillard, by the way? Like how has that not come up yet? <laughs> It'll come up. And because Sam Waterson from oh Law and Order fame. Is it me or has Sam was Sam Waterson born looking like he was fifty? I'm just <laughs> I think so. I think he came out looking just like Oh that. my god, because Chad, he's looked like that I was forever. Watching this movie last night and Chad comes in like into the end of the movie. But I'm sitting there watching it, and he kind of like pops in and looking over my shoulder and watching it. Is that fucking Sam Waterson? <laughs> I was like, yep, yep, it is. And he's fantastic and dorky and adorable in this movie. Oh I my would God, marry, I love him in this movie. I would marry Sam Waterson. Oh my in God, movie. in this or Law and Order, to be honest yes. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love, I have to be honest, I'm Team Ricky Lake all day. Like, I love her. She's adorable. She is adorable. And she's adorable in all of his movies. Like, I loved her in Hairspray. And then I loved her in Crybaby. And I loved her in this. I love her. I I think there's a reason we're not supposed to like her. But I can't remember what it is. No, I I really like her. She got in a lot of shit in the uh, early 2000s because she came out for very, like, natural at-home birthing. And she was a big part of that movement. <laughs> I'm totally showing my mom. Really? Dumb. I'm like, Here. That's what she, she got flack for she that? She got a lot of flack for all those. like for that? Well, I mean, in, in like the lame Mothers of America community she did. Yeah. I'm mostly, I because like, again, I don't really, didn't really, and don't really watch the John Waters movies. 
as much as these two do. Like, I remember Ricky Lake from the Ricky Lake show. Well, like, I remember yeah. when she had her talk show. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. I think between that and Tracy Turnblad, I think those are her two big, like, big things. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I have to be honest, her her <coughs> books were a big, like, I really enjoyed her, her books on parenting. So that's where I show my, <laughs> my loserness Aww. is that, yeah. But she's really cute. I would tell that she she's adorbs. every single man yes. in this yes, movie, she does. though. <laughs> she does. And uh, I think she also was very public about her um, struggles with her weight, which I liked back in the day. Oh, yeah. But I, I like that it, there's never any attention drawn to that either. There's never a point in the movie when she is shamed for, like, the oh, way she you're looks. Right. You're right. Never and once. In any and, of these movies. Well, no, the boyfriend at one point tells her that if she loses 10 pounds, he'll take her to the beach party. And the mom was like, if you want to lose 10 pounds, that's cool, but do it for yourself and not for a dude. Which is so empowering. That's right. Yeah. Then. I can yeah. That. Especially since that boyfriend's a douchebag who ends up, like, with Tracy Lords for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> But also, like, there's a lot of that. Like, Matthew Lord is, like, super into horror movies and stuff. Oh, and, like, yeah. His character is all of is, us. like, covered with that stuff. And usually a character like that would be, like, demonstrated as, like, being, like, kind of like a loner or a weirdo or a psycho. Yeah, he's got and a girlfriend. he's got, like, all these, he's got a girlfriend yeah he's got, got a girlfriend jughead is his girlfriend yeah. it's really exciting <laughs> he gets like good grades so in, he gets good grades in school yeah. he's like a decent kid that's nice to his mom right like he's a he's a well-adapted kid who happens to be a really into horror that, that's something that's another thing i like about this movie is that they have these characters that are usually like put into like very stereotypical roles and they, they twist them they flip them yeah well, I They're think like, no, they could, they, these can be the regular characters because let's be honest, these are regular pe- people are regular. Like you can like horror movies and not be a weirdo. Yeah. And Surprise. I think that's, that's one thing that John Waters always does well is that he takes really normal, even like in some of the other films, even trashy kind of people and mm-hmm. makes them seem very like normal and yeah. lovable. And, and I like that. But yeah, you're right. Like he does good by horror fans in this film. Although I would argue that the theme of how much we idolize real life horror mm-hmm. is is pervasive throughout the whole film. I mean, you know, because he references Manson and all that other shit. And at the end of the day, our obsession with serial killers and our obsession with true crime and our obsession with true life horror is deeply disturbing. Like, I always say, like, you can judge me all you want for being a horror fan because there are so many people out there who are so into real life shit, and I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. say what you will, but I'll take my horror fiction. Thank yep. you. <laughs> like, Same here. Same here. I have friends that are really into the, the the real murder like first 48 hours type craziness and like i don't really want to hear about that because i hear enough as is and i'd rather just have the fanta- the fantasy like crazy zombie monsters and stuff right and how there's so many moms who like want to be like her and everything i mean to be fair i do too but uh, there's so many like you know how we just like we literally idolize um evil people in this world and i think there's a really important theme there that it gets played out pretty well i i like all that stuff i know you do <laughs> i've been waiting for you to chime in but no i do too i mean i teach a class about this stuff like i'm yeah. not i'm not if you it. if you look at my podcast subscription on on like podbean and That's google play yeah, um, you know, obviously, you know, probably the biggest, most well-known one is Last Podcast on the Left, but there's there's a handful that I listen to. There's a, a network that puts out a ton of different podcasts. It's called the Parcast Network, and they have a serial killer's uh, podcast, like specifically serial killers. True crime, the topic of true crime, I feel, is more popular now than ever. Agreed. I mean, if you just go on to any, like, podcast directory oh. or hub yeah like and you just type in true crime there are yeah. there's so many i just recently found out about true crime obsessed 
which is a podcast that watches true crime documentaries <laughs> and series and then talks about it. Like, I mean, it is like w- I know you didn't like them, but uh, my favorite murder is a really good one too. I love the girls from my favorite murder. I think I they're funny. To them. Oh, I thought you told me that you thought they were like annoying. Yeah, check no, out I my favorite murder. They're, my they're favorite cute. murder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm super into to all that stuff. I have read books about like there was like a free Kindle book about like the top twelve worst serial killers, and I'm like, that's kind of interesting, and it's free. Bye. So you know, and it was just uh, just you know, it was a couple chapters on you know, Son of Sam and. BTK and, and that kind of thing. It wasn't too too in depth and too informative, but I don't know. Every like time I'm, I hear BTK now, I think of last I podcast on the left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I I. It's a topic not unlike you know ghosts. Like it's just it's it's entertaining to me. I can't I can't no no. It deeply bothers me. In fact, just like a few weeks ago, I was over at my friend's house and they put on some documentary about serial killers and it was just talking to the serial killers directly. And it was this guy that went into this these people's house and just murdered their daughter in her no. bed and then like she had a friend over on sleepover in the top bunk and she was just like lying there while this whole thing happened and he saw her right before he was about to leave and slit her third too but she survived and i'm like i'm gonna go home guys oh my god i i, I teach that one yeah it's that's she she got stabbed in the throat while her friend was dead in the bed and then yeah. survived it was bonkers i I, I peace out. I was like, I gotta go. They're like, we can put on something else. It's like, no, it's okay. I should probably be going home anyway. I can't deal with it. I can't handle it. It's too much. No, that's fair. It's it's gruesome and awful. And I don't know. At the same time as we're talking about it, it's kind of weird that revenue is being generated and it's it's a source of fodder and entertainment. Yeah. You know, like people's untimely and unwarranted death is now our entertainment. Because it's part of the whole like death drive, memento mori stuff. You know, remember you will die. That's what memento mori means. Some weird Freud stuff about how everyone secretly wants to be dead. That's that, <laughs> see, that's what I'm drawn to in it is the mental health aspect. Like yeah. I find serial killers so fascinating, and I love that this film plays off of this the female serial killer because there's so few. She, okay, so technically she's not a serial killer. Yeah, I had a little gripe with that that she's, that she's, she's definitely a mass she's not a serial killer. She does she's not also fit the, the profile. She's also a really shitty criminal. She doesn't yeah. cover her tracks. Nope. You know, like she doesn't, you know, make I, sure see, that there's no connecting that, though, dots to it. She's just like, you, I'm going to kill you. You that I had dinner with last I night. I'll kill you. And you who I has an association with someone in my family, I'll kill you. And oops, I stepped in your guts. Oh, well, I'll just like wipe my shoe off in front of that. Yeah, like she's not yeah, a very good terrible. criminal. Not. not a very good criminal. Yeah, she's a terrible criminal. And I, I don't know, like I, I, well, yeah, like the, the, the law, you know, like this, the criminal justice teacher in me had, took a lot of issue with that kind of bullshit in this film because like there were a lot of problems with it. But I don't know, I, I love like to me the ultimate theme here is that suburban motherhood will drive anybody fucking crazy. And I like, like that, yeah. And that like at the end of the day, motherhood really will drive you to fucking murder. I and and <laughs> I find myself rooting for her against all of these people and yeah. it's terrible it's it's, so it's terrible yeah. people for the most petty reasons yes. that you're like yeah well, she door. takes her fucking parking spot like that's why she does the obscene phone calls to what's her face at the beginning time out i need to hearken back to a couple of episodes ago uh, no. where i caught shit for rooting for the Firefly family in House of a Thousand Corpses. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there is a fucking ginormous difference, difference between the Firefly family and Serial Mom. Serial Mom just fucking loses her shit and kills a few people. They it's lose their shit? over the course of like right. 20 minutes. Where they she doesn't torture them right, and rape people. them. 
murder is murder. People are still dead. No, oh, bullshit. No, bullshit, no, I call bullshit on the no. both of you. No. no, I call you both hypocrites, and I will no. stand by Oh, that. I'm a giant hypocrite. Because the murder in this movie is all, like, super satirical and, like, goofy It's so satirical. <laughs> she beats a woman to death with a lamb shank while Annie is playing in the background. This is Which is a Roald Dahl story, by the way. There's a right. <laughs> That's funny. That's dead funny. is dead. No. no. I caught no. shit. I, I'm breaking that's it down to the simplest that's some, form. That's some Republican bullshit. That right is there, some fucking. I don't care. Then I'm a Republican because you're oh, both hypocrites. Shit. I am a hypocrite. I, I don't care. I stand hypocrisy. by it. You gave me shit for rooting for the villain in a movie. Dude. If and we now had to you're rank rooting for the, the villains in these fucking films. You really would put the Firefight family on par with fucking serial mom. No, I'm just saying but that the- you're rooting for a villain. You're no. rooting for the bad guy. No, she's a good mom. She's she good murders mom. people. She she's murdered. A she's a good mom. She, she also, at least she also takes care of her kids. She's and a good looks mom. After their well-being, the entire movie. She really does, okay. and she moms the shit out of life. She suburb. She kills the suburban mom game. Like as someone who fucking literally cannot handle the suburban mom game. <laughs> As you can tell by the fact that I'm on this fucking podcast, like, I obviously do not kill that game. I'm fucking envious of her fucking level of killing the mom game. Her house is fucking immaculate. She, I would fucking murder a guy who fucked with my kids if I had to. Hell yeah. Fuck that guy. He deserves it. And you know what? Fuck the girl who, posed, who took her parking spot. She's a, a symbol of empowerment for everybody who ever fucking takes it up the ass by society over and over and over again. She just fucking goes bonkers. And, and I love it. And I'm sorry, but there's the, no correlation between the her and the family. She's just a bunch of psychos. Sadistic motherfucker. She no is reason. psycho. She's, she might be she's psycho, but she's not sadistic. For no reason. She's I'm just psycho. saying. I'm. I'm gonna. She. She has a method. She has a reason for killing every single one of these people, even if it is wearing white after Labor Day. Which, P.S. I'm not okay with. <laughs> I will never wear white after Labor I'm Day. I'm just calling bullshit. I'm just. Oh, you can call bullshit. bullshit. You're I totally right. Okay, Marissa. What? Don't fucking kill me. <laughs> I disagree. Um, no, I'm just. Uh, you're right. And and uh, it's never okay to cheer for the bad guy. But we do it all the time, and we are right. hypocrites. <laughs> but. <laughs> We fucking we fucking throw our own rules away every fucking week on this podcast. But um, I don't know. Okay, so I'm just gonna throw out there that the best scene of the movie is when she makes the scene of Coppola. That fucking <laughs> cracks uh-huh. my shit up. When she's like four, three, two, fuck you, late. Hello. Is this the cocksucker residence? God damn you! Stop calling here. Isn't this four two one five pussy way? You. Bitch. Now let me check the zip code. Two one two. Fuck you. <laughs> like every so, like that writing right there is why I love John Waters. Like fucking four two one five pussy way. I hate that word too for the record, but I will say it. And then when she calls back as the woman from the phone company, it's so I just that whole scene is just great. And Amazing. if you've ever had a neighbor or another parent or somebody who you just wanted to fuck, like I, I gotta tell you guys what I would do. There are a couple parents who if I could fucking obscene phone call them and harass <laughs> them right now i would like without ever getting caught yeah. i would do it they deserve it they're motherfuckers the whole time like it just it fucking delights me to see oh, kathleen turner so doing good. that yeah she's no so that's good. fantastic she's 90 percent of the reason why i love this movie oh my god she's same. so amazing her her and the two garbage men Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. I love that she gives the airplane bottles. I'm gonna try that with my garbage. I love that they like high five each other when she's running away from the church <laughs> and like fucking punching people so she can get away. And I love that they basically went through the guy's trash to find the fucking what was it like chicks with dicks or whatever. Chicks with dicks, yeah, yeah. You Which know, there's nothing wrong with. And no, not at all. And we skipped ahead, but I have to go back because any movie that Nate, I couldn't remember the name of the scream, but any movie that adds the Howie scream, that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, you know, Matt said that. He was yeah. like, I recognize that scream. Now yeah, I get there's it. two very known screams in Hollywood the Wilhelm and the Howie. And the Howie, to me, I think I know, I've heard the Howie more. But yeah, we, we get a Howie scream in this movie, and that makes me happy. I will <laughs> appreciate her creativity in how she kills. I think the lamb shank kill is my favorite. Yeah. And then when they she's all said that. and done, she gives the puppy a piece of meat and kisses it. Yeah. She gives a little she puppy kiss, fucking puppy, because she's got a heart, unlike those motherfuckers in the Firefly House. <laughs> Dude, Kathleen Turner, who knew, right? Like she's fucking hilarious in this. Oh my god, no, I loved her in what was it? Oh fuck, I forget the name of it. She's been in a lot. Romancing the Stone. Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, no, I and um, War of the Roses. Which right? came first? She was. Uh, one of them is a sequel to the other, and I don't no, remember. No, wait. no, no. Yes. No. No, oh, Jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile. And Romancing the, the Stone. There we go. Where the Rose is about is like supposed to But that's be with Kathleen Turner, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's about someone that, like, the divorce. Messy divorce with their yeah. wife. And I love that. It's supposed to be, like, yeah. the War of the Roses and, and Eastern Europe. Like, yeah. it's supposed to have all sorts of yeah. like, yeah. It's yeah, a good ass movie, though. That's something, like, when I was a kid, my parents had taped off of Showtime, and I'm like, what is this? Like, cause I, I've known that title forever, but I've never seen the movie. Oh, really? I watched it when I was a kid. And I love Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Peggy Sue got married. She was. Oh God, that, I think that's my, oh Such baby Nicholas Cage. Oh, oh baby Nicholas yeah, Cage. Yeah, like oh, it's all so good. Yeah, Peggy Sue got married probably was like my introduction to that because that's one that like I remember my mom and I watching that when I was yeah, little. She's got hum- huge filmography. Like she. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's awesome though. And uh, you know what? There's just something about her. Like you have to admire the confidence of a woman who is who is hired on Friends to play, to play a woman. Or no, to play a man, a man in yeah. drag as a woman. Yeah, yeah. She when you Chandler's actually, dad, in reality, right? yeah, when you actually, in reality, are a woman. Like, she's, she's, you know, regardless of, you know, how, what, what physical size she is now and what yeah. age she is now. Like, I, I, she's got one of those extremely recognizable voices. Like, mm-hmm. you owe that, that deep, just, there's something about it. I, I've, I I've like always really liked Kathleen Turner. Yeah. So, one of the, th- the themes that I like to play with in this film, too, is this idea of, like, the repression of motherhood. And, like, to bring it back to the theme that we're going to explore. Because the second mom we're going <laughs> we're gonna to talk about is such a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's a good mom. But, like, I, I think this film does a good job of, like, really calling to light how repressed suburban life is when you're, like, expected to fit a certain mold. And I, th- I do think she just has a psychotic episode, but then she's, like, evil. And I don't know. Like, it, it would be fun to, like, play psychologist with her. Because I think at the end, like, she gets away with it. You know what I mean? And then she goes and because she Yeah, she talks her way out of it. Yeah. I'm not certain she got away with it. Because she did win that court case. But then yeah, she Suzanne Summers. So very obviously. And she was going to kill Suzanne Summers too. Probably. I'm, I'm happy that the friend died. Because. Scotty? Poor Scotty. No, I am. Because you know what? You know what? You want to like porn? You want to watch porn? Hey, you do you. You do you. Like, that's fine. But it just grossed me out because there was that scene when, like, Jughead was hanging out with the... (laughs) 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 It was was Scotty, Jughead, and Matthew Lillard hanging out in his bedroom. And, you know, mom comes in with cookies or whatever. And, like, Scott leaves his porn mag just sitting there. And she's like, I think this is yours. And he's like, oh, yeah, it is mine. Like, who takes their fucking pornography to their friend's house? And, like, when the mom is like, here, is this yours? I think John Waters movies do that. <laughs> well, no, that I know. I, I, I you know, I, I was not at all surprised to see the very uh, aerobic well, because masturbation scene. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Please tell me that's not how you masturbate. 
I don't know. I was amazed that his wiener didn't fall off. Do you really yank it that hard? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you don't cover yourself up with a blanket when no one else is in your house either. Yes, Why? And who? Are you, what are you ashamed of? I'm so, so dirty <laughs> so with this so thing dirty. that everyone does, and I'm all by myself, and no one knows it's happening except for me. Oh, God, it's um, the worst. And I just want to point your attention to, I don't know if it's still an active page, but there used to be a page on Facebook that some friends of mine at work used to share with each other, and I think it's called, like, Christians Against Masturbation, and it talks <laughs> about, like, you know, like, you're possessed by the devil if you touch yourself. I need to look up some of their memes, because they're absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the one lady I thought deserved to die was the one that didn't rewind her movies, because, oh, my fucking God, is someone that worked in video stores for so much of his life. So many movies had to be rewound, and you guys don't know. You guys probably don't know the pain. No, we do. The pain of rewinding movies. Well, I mean, DVDs were, you know, in vogue since, like, 2000, even earlier. So I doubt a lot of people know the pain of rewinding a videotape. You know, I, I, yeah, and I, I, I applauded him for, for charging her the extra dollar. Good for him. Yeah. So here's, here's one of the memes on the, on the Christian Facebook page. The clitoris is the devil's doorbell. If you ring it, he will answer. <laughs> <laughs> Young men, before you spend your money on a diamond, make sure she has never self-raped her sin cave. Sin it's cave! <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, man, I gotta it's go my home. sin cave. It's up to you. It's up to you to ask the hard question. It is never okay to marry a masturbator. Okay, oh. time out for adventure. It's for now and forever going to be referred to as my sin so cave. The, so the Jughead girlfriend, and I have to give my husband credit for this line because he had it and it made me laugh for a good 10 minutes. He said that she reminds him of an SNL character that Rachel Dretch would play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was perfect because she seems com- like not real. Like she's ridiculous. And Matthew Lillard, and this is gonna pain me to say because I think I've had a crush on him since Hackers. Matthew Lillard is not a good actor. <laughs> what? <laughs> it pains I me to know. say no, this. Terrible. Oh, it makes me sad because I he's love just, him. No, he's just one of those people that's like a personality. Like, but yeah, because like in Scream, I love him. He's, he's so good in Scream. But he's not. He's just playing but Matthew playing Lillard. Person, that's that's just who he is. Yeah. He's just reading like it's like Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks <gasps> is a really good actor. No, no, Tom Hanks no, is a bad example. Th- yeah, Tom Hanks is an excellent but, actor. Yeah, well, Tom, Tom Hanks still, is a national treasure. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. But <laughs> he is. He's like, a national treasure. People like Tom Hanks though. Like he's getting roles because he's so charismatic and he's so well liked in general. You know what I mean? You don't see he's Tom Hanks playing like actor. shitheads. You yes, he plays shitheads. He's played shitheads before. Like I'm gonna fucking IMDb that Isn't shit right now. Is he a shithead in Porky's? What in like in like what's what's that League of Their Own? Is that is that him being a shithead? Yes, it is. Come yes, on. it is. Come on. But you have to admit that's, that every time you see him in a movie, you forget that he's like fucking Forrest Gump, and you're like, oh shit, it's Jimmy Dugan. Like he's so good. He he. he Sometimes. No, sometimes. false. You're sometimes. ridiculous. I think most of the movies he's just being Tom Hanks, and we all love Tom nope. Hanks so much no. that we're like, false. awesome, let's go. False. I, don't think I will fight you on this one. Why? Because I love Tom Hanks. He doesn't have, like, crazy range. He's not like um like John in, He was a bad guy in, um... Wasn't he a bad guy in Road to Perdition? I think he is a bad guy in Road to Perdition. No? Is he the he good just, guy? He's, I mean, he's a jailer. Okay, but, but just like, because he plays a, a good guy. guy doesn't mean he has an amazing range of awesome roles. No, I oh. Just don't th- I think he's too likable, and he doesn't have the ability to make you forget how likable he is. <laughs> it's he's not in his so ability. many good movies. 
But there's so many movies that are only good because of Tom Hanks. Like the Money Pit. I love Tom Hanks. I just watched Money Pit like Turner and Hooch. I love Tom Hanks, but he's like a he's like an adorable like puppy that you can watch like on on screen, and he like is good. Sleepless in Seattle. I was just gonna keep reading. Yeah, keep reading off his film. That thing you do. No, but you know he's a bad guy in that. You know I'm right, and I'm not trying to say he's a bad actor, but I'm saying that he is limited either by his choice or by Hollywood's. By how much we love him. That's the only limitation in his life. But he doesn't play like dickheads, or like he doesn't play like an evil person ever. Wait, we're off the rails. Let's get back on and finish this, and then we can talk about. So here's my question. The scene in the courtroom. Where Mr. Pickles is on the stand. Uh, Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles with his glory hole. And um, Kathleen Turner, uh-huh. serial mom, is flashing what him. What is she doing? Like, oh, that looks like so much work. I'd be Okay, okay we Mr. Used to do that. We're, this was the funniest shit to us when we were kids. The fucking leg thing. Yeah. That's like all we would do. Like, if we wanted to make someone laugh when we were in a serious situation, that would definitely make me this. laugh. And if well, someone could see you, like, it would be so hard to not Mr. Laugh. Pickles sees her do it and <laughs> obviously Pickle. is enjoying it. Um, How come the, does the judge not see no, her do it? How nobody else the notices. judge not see her? The They're busy. higher up on the, on the pulpit or whatever you want to call that thing. Oh, that's true. And she's behind okay. the desk. The witness stand is lower, lower than the judge's. Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, how is the judge not seeing the vagina show? Yeah. Also, um, is that really that erotic? Listen, well, to a woman, Pickles, Pickles. a woman just fucking f- rapidly fucking sh- like she had undies on. Did she? Uh, it didn't get that close, Jack. And yeah, I, I looked. I want to see that anyway. Kathleen Turner's vajayjay. I'd take a peek. I don't know. turned away. Just to say that I've just seen. <laughs> just to say <laughs> that I have <laughs> seen. Just say it. Within the context of that movie, I'm not sure I want to. I would, uh, like I said, I would take a peek. But. But yeah, the guy's a freak, man. Yeah, no, he, Mr. I think if she took well, her shoes off and started straight up looking at a glory her hole. feet together, he'd probably be down to clown Wait, what, what does he write on the people? It's really funny. It made me giggle. Like free hugs or like free. Like it was like the jury sniffs underpants or something <laughs> like stupid. Like very no, elementary. On the other one. On the oh, second I don't one, he wrote that. that. On the original, in the mall, in the like creepy resale mall, which P.S. I want that Pee Wee Herman doll that she was selling. Yeah, I'll pay 138 when when Ricky Lake's boyfriend insults the peewee doll, I, I wrote, insulting peewee, I hope you die. Seriously. And then he died. Foreshadowing. So I was very happy. Yay. All right. So anything else about Serial Mom? Um, oh, uh, there's some people right before the Howie scream when, when uh, Dead Boyfriend is discovered. There's these, this couple, and they're buying a painting of Don Nuts. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, fucking Don Nuts. He's the coolest. <laughs> it's pretty I accurate, that though. Was a hilarious line. I love it. Immediately cuts to the dude with the Howie scream right after that. It's like <laughs> one two, one two punch for me. Knock me out. This movie's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. No, it was good. I liked it. Me yeah, too. I love the amount of cops that were outside watching. Oh my god! Were they fucking them, drive in the big like line? <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> but again, I think I think this movie does have like, and you know, we are all about reaching for that thematic layer. Like, I think it has a fun layer of not only talking about suburban life and the repression that comes with it, but it also talks about how we fucking glamorize evil people. Like, I think it was right in the wake of, like, OJ and all that other stuff where, like, we were obsessed with the media coverage of true crime. And I don't, like you said, I think it's gotten worse. And I think that John Waters really hit the nail on the head with this one. Like, we are unhealthily obsessed with true crime where we should be horrified and we're not. Well, the next time that he does, like, a... 
this like because uh, John Waters would do like speaking engagements where like he'll just go and talk oh, to like, shit, like yeah. rooms full of people. My nephew went to one not too long ago, like six months ago. He went and he saw John Waters talk about all his movies and like, that'd be cool. I would like to go see that. I would be in. Yeah. field trip. Yeah. All right, so from serial mom, we, we go from on. a good mom, sadly. <laughs> Yeah, in comparison, in comparison, I would take serial she's mom a saint. over Vera. She's uh, a saint. Vera. We are gonna <laughs> talk about uh, Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead. Yeah, Peter Jackson's second second film. No, right? wait, is it third? Was Bad Taste before this? Bad, Bad Taste, Taste was and then first, Dead Alive, and then Dead Alive. And then, uh, yeah, the and then Meet the was. Oh my god, that new Melissa McCarthy. Muppet movie reminds me of Meet the Feebles. It's not going to be as gross. Yeah, as Meet no, the Meet the Feebles no, is going to always be the worst. Oh yeah, totally. But <laughs> it reminds it, it had a yeah. Meet the Feebles. No, the going. moment I saw like, oh, it's like puppets being bad. I'm like, oh yeah, Meet the Feebles. Yeah, yeah. Avenue yeah. Q. Yeah. Meet we've all we've Feebles. all been and then, there. And then after that, he started making like more normalish movies. Mm-hmm. He still had like you know like a taste of the craziness. Well, except for totally. um, Heavenly Creatures, which is just like a fucking fantastic movie. It really is. Yeah. Um, but then he did like Frighteners, which is like and then he oh, sold. The old Peter Jackson, oh, and yeah, yeah you really can. And then he sold but out. It never gets too crazy, <laughs> and then he's like, he gets that contract for Lord of the Rings, and that's it. That's the last we heard. Yeah, of he, and then crazy. he sold out. I wrote yeah. down here: Peter Jackson really needs to make more insane movies. I agree. I, I would love well, to what see did, him. Go didn't back he? To didn't he go back at some point? Wait, no, he, never, he hasn't he gone back yet. Back. Once, uh, once, he once got the Lord, Lord of the Rings, that fucking King Kong movie was a piece of shit. King Kong and the Hobbit and all that shit. I don't know what he's doing now, but he's got to be doing something. Hopefully I'm it's something right fucked up and gross and dirty. It would be nice. The Adventures of Tintin, so don't hold your breath. Oh, <laughs> Isn't Tintin already out? No, that's Spielberg. Spielberg did Tintin No, it's movie. just announced. It's he's uh, doing a Tintin yeah, movie, too? Yeah, he's doing a Tintin movie. Because he sold out, and he's fucking, much like Sam Raimi, he fucking sold out horror. Like, he sold out the, you know, like, District 9 was all right. He produced that one. Yeah, but Sam Raimi came back to horror for, for like, Drag, Drag Me to Hell, hell. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi didn't turn his back on it. Plus, he was only making like Spider-Man movies. Like, he didn't make anything. He's also making a World War One documentary. <laughs> Peter Jackson, come on, dude. So let's talk about Dead Alive. Um, All right. I don't think do we even really need to synopsis because anybody no, that's listening yeah. to this, you you know it, you've seen it, and if you haven't, come on. Meet pause. the Peoples was before Dead Alive, by the way. Oh, okay. So yeah. So Dead Alive was his fourth movie. The there was one called The Valley, which I've never heard of in 1976. Probably like his fucking college thesis. <laughs> and then Bad Taste, of course, Meet the Feebles, and then Dead Alive. And then Dead Alive. Yeah. Okay. I, say, I knew it was those two before. Yeah, I was there. I remember there was a few. I couldn't remember I the keep order. getting his career at Sam Raimi's intertwined. Like, I'm like, well, then he did Spider-Man. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> like, I'm having a hard time separating um, them. I have, and I think, I think we all are in the same situation, very few notes because this is an awesome movie and we all just... Watch the movie. I mostly just have quotes written down. I did notice some things this time around that I didn't previously notice. Me though. too. Me right. too. Um, okay. Well, let's start at the beginning. Um, the first of all, the beginning made me laugh because it was just Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. Except he's a giant <laughs> douchebag. Totally. <laughs> Um, but they had, they had a nice shot where he's mowing the lawn with a close up of the mower blades. I was like, oh, there's foreshadowing. I didn't. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of that too. Um, so, so it, mom really, like, Vera is really the worst mom. 
ever. The worst type of mom to me. And she becomes worse, like, the further and you get, you start <laughs> learning does. more about her. You're like, oh, my God. She's the, and then when, right at the end, when you find out that she, like, drowned, like, that's she fucked killed all. the father, yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, he did cheat on her, so. L- lesson learned, Matt, if you're listening in there. Um, <laughs> no, she's, yeah, she's extremely she's manipulative. She's so manipulative. She fucking, ke- like, stifles him from living a life. Like, to me, that's the worst yeah. kind of parent. Like, his, his life is to take care of her. Right. Like, I want my kids to go fly and fucking do better than I did in this world so it really pisses me off when parents are like this she deserves everything she gets and I love the scene at the end I know I'm jumping ahead but like when he has to go in back into the womb I oh thought yeah. it was so yeah. clever you it's know hilarious. like yeah it's awesome um and then I was of course offended because Paquita Maria Sanchez um and her grandmother who do fucking Santaria like it's it's shit like this that gives Santaria a bad name like it's like we like that's not what it really is it's not all about like tarot like first of all no fucking respectable latino santas would go and fucking use tarot cards that's number one those weren't even normal tarot cards there were like some weird cards there were some I've never yeah seen before. Number maybe it's a new zealand thing that total, that's what about. i said it's totally a kiwi thing <laughs> number two um i love paquita by the way though i love her i'm, I'm so, so amazing i love her what a so great much feminist more than lionel. i think lionel <gasps> sucks for 90 percent of the movie I no, love I Lionel. Lionel. No, because I he lies and all this shit for like no reason. No, no, no. He's trying to like save her. Like he he tries to no, save her from no, that because, shit. No, because his mom eats eats her dog and she's still Your like, mother what are you going to do? You're and she's still like ready to back him up, but he can't tell her about zombies. Well, he's 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 been he's had a rough life. He's, yeah, he's been held down, by defeated, and repressed That's by his mother and for he's thirty. So sweet, years. like he really does. Tr- I think he tries to save her from it. Like he's not doing it because he's a wuss. He's doing it because he doesn't want to expose her to that fucking craziness. <laughs> no, you will not, because I, I love will. him. I will protect Lionel. I Uncle Les, on the other hand, I want to fucking punch him in the nuts. He's so gross. He's supposed to be gross. He's yeah, supposed to be no. gross. But we're we're skipping. We ahead. are. We're jumping around. That's okay. We'll jump yeah. around because yeah. it's fucking dead alive and it's alive. just ridiculous. So one th- the one thing I didn't notice from previous viewings is the doctor that he buys the tranquilizer from is totally 100% a Nazi. Yeah. 100% a Nazi. Oh my god, I didn't catch that he's this time Nazi, or any other time. He's got a swastika yeah. armband on. Yes. Like you only see it in one camera shot. It pans by and there's like a tear in his jacket and there's totally a swastika. I, like, I have never legit I never, never noticed that. that. I know, because it's a scene about him buying some tranquilizer from some random doctor and Right, just, I don't pay attention. I didn't understand like all the Nazi stuff when I was a kid. I didn't know what Nazis were really. I knew them from video games from like Wolfenstein. I was like, oh, like when you shoot them and they turn into a pile of guts. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what Nazi is. Like, but I didn't understand. I, I don't think I caught I'm glad like, you mentioned like, it. like, oh, no, all the accusations against me are totally false. <laughs> I'm from Latvia. Me and my family had to escape the Germans. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy's totally a Nazi. And then it, it pans over to the Yeah, it's shop. not a subtle point they're for, making. Like, one yeah, second, it's but there's totally a swastika armband that's on really his funny. arm. And I'm like, oh, my God, he is a Nazi. <laughs> I, I also love, like, I feel like there's a lot of pathos behind this movie because, like, the whole time you just feel so fucking bad for Lionel. Like, when the fucking douchebag uncle shows up and then throws him, like, it's like he's just trying so hard to contain it all. Like, he's a good dude. Like, that's, I think that's where, like, my, my affinity for him comes from. Like, he's, he's just trying so hard. The thing about the thing about this movie with me is everything is so ridiculous and so over the top that oh I can't God, even yeah. I can't even approach it from that mindset. I can't be like, oh, I feel bad for this character because I don't. Th- he's a cartoon character. Oh, see, to me, like that's how they're I would be like in a zombie. <laughs> they're all crazy cartoon characters <laughs> because this situation, if it happened in real life, would be 
handle completely differently. Completely. No, I, I think I would pretty much handle it much like Lionel did. I'm such oh, a fucking on. jackass would, in that way. What are you going to do with your mother? What are you going to do about You're going to fucking kill your mother? Baby? You're going to... No, you wouldn't tell you wouldn't any authorities you're so fucking zombies <laughs> and they're real and they live in your basement I, and they've been murdered. I can see myself making some of the bad choices that Lionel makes. I just... I know myself and in a crunch... I'm not going to make the smart choice. I know I, myself. As soon as I would have found out that my mother is a zombie, that's it. You're going to kill your mom. Out. Who's a zombie? No, I would tell the police or someone <laughs> else to handle this. You like, little, you this little bitch. <laughs> I know what normal is. This is not normal, but he's like, no, 100%. I have to cover this no. up. For the record, because if you guys would, turned into zombies. Would, my dead mother would be embarrassed by it if, they, if it was found out that she was a zombie. Point. My mom would be pissed, too. That's ridiculous. No. <laughs> For the record, not if you bad. two turned into zombies, I would totally lock you in the basement. I would not kill you. Oh. And I would Shaun of the Dead it with you. I would come down and play video games with you. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking... And <laughs> the fucking pudding scene. <laughs> that was so good. That's one of my movie. favorite parts. Oh I don't God, know I why. Hate it. I hate it so that much. is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Oh, I love your impersonation <laughs> of it so much. It's so good. I also thought that the Nazi doctor sounded just like the, the weasel doctor from Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, yes. Because he was like a bad stereotype of a German accent. I know, but it was 100% the Conker's Bad Fur Day weasel. Who's like, oh, yes, oh, it's the milk. Oh, I see it's on the table. Oh, it's falling over. Oh, this very interesting problem. Yes, we have to fix that. No, but the best scene in the movie is not that. The best scene in the movie is when the priest busts out into the Oh, my God, yes. like, I kick ass for the Lord. And starts to Love that line. Wrapping his leg around someone's head and go, kick it. Oh, he's so badass. I love it. He's amazing. I love the, the idea of just throwing in this, like, really bad karate fucking priest. Like, oh, it was such a refreshing it's take so on the priest trope. I loved it so much. This movie is ridiculous. This like, movie is ridiculous. Fun. I will if admit, you like... like this movie, you probably don't have a soul. I will... Wow, that's a bold statement. Yeah, come at me. Um, I will admit... <laughs> Bite you. I will admit I'll kill you. that... It matter. You don't have a soul. No one can miss you. I will admit that as I get... I find myself less and less amused by, like, the splat stick nature of... Like... I think when I was younger, I was more tolerant. Like, like the fucking custard scene, bro. Like, I just, it, like, fucking turned my stomach. And oh, yeah. I, it didn't always. Like, I remember being young. <laughs> no, I actually have a note here that the, he must have an amazing Foley team because the sound effects are almost grosser than the actual visual effects in a mm-hmm. lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. It's just like, whoa. Because so many squishy noises oh, in that movie. Yeah, and like just the disgust. And like again, like I don't know. I'm not a big fan of over the top, obviously fake gross out gags. Um, I know you two love them. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm in fucking treading on dangerous ground here. But I'm just gonna say that like I'm like, eh, okay. Like it. It's not. Listen. Doesn't do it for me. How many movies do you know that has zombie buttholes in them? <laughs> Not many. That's fair. Not many. That's mm-hmm. fair. Not many. That's fair. And there's a reason Listen, for it. And this happened a long time ago. No one else has been like, yeah, we're, we're going to try that. No. They realize it's been done best it's ever going to be done. That, that's that's a bold statement. <laughs> um, you going to make a better zombie butthole scene? Maybe I will now. What maybe that's my do? life goal. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe, maybe you should. know what? Step up to then the plate. There's going to be popcorn in there. Um, <laughs> the, um, the baby the baby fight oh, in the, the park. Baby fucking fight. baby. My Where it's it's obviously <laughs> either a child or a little person oh my in God, a baby costume. It's straight up a little person at or, one point because it's like ginormous. Or just a doll. 
Or just the doll. I love the drunk guy who fucking loves the baby fight. There's a drunk guy who's just like laughing his ass off watching. I think I would too. Shit out of a baby. Just like, fuck, when fuck, he fuck. when he has the baby by so the legs funny. and is like whacking the baby head I on the love swing that set. Part. I just love everything with the baby in it because it's just so per- like just perverse yeah. and ridiculous. No, the baby, the baby is amazing. the baby is amazing, and then they put the fucking blender. Um, I do. You're right. It's great. And so and good. I think one of the interesting things that I'd like to kind of – I did a little – here's the shocker. I did a little research okay. on Splatter Films. I know, right? Research? I know. What the fuck? Oh. It's weird. Crazy. I, yeah. I was the one that did all the research. Yeah, you – the day you fucking Google anything for this show is the day no. I eat my hat. <laughs> you don't wear a hat, and I Google everybody. Your head is like a Google. Am, you don't even have to Google it. You just noached it. I am I'm get the your master Googler. You Most Googler. Oh, I bet you, you didn't think I knew what a you Googly was. <laughs> you Googly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I want to go into the, the history of Splatter films. So my boy, my boyfriend, my boo, my love, George Romero, so coined. Your beau? Your beau. My bo- no, my boyfriend, not my beau. <laughs> he coined <laughs> the term Splatter film, which I didn't know. Oh, okay. If there was any other, as if I needed more reasons to love him and his the best sequel ever. Um, but so he he coins this term when he creates night of living dead and it goes splatter films take a very dark turn in the 70s with we have like i spent on your grave shit like that they consider those splatter films and then in the 80s god bless you know evil dead 2 and dead alive and all those because they take it and they make it totally sticky and ridiculous and obscene and it becomes like so splatter films kind of hit from what i can tell from the research they hinge on the idea that we are all afraid phobically afraid of our bodies being destroyed and that's what makes splatter films so so like effective what do you think no i like it and if there's any movie to you know display that on it's <laughs> the ending of dead alive because it, they, they explore <laughs> like pretty much anything you can do to the human body. Pull pull someone's yeah. face skin right off of their head. Shove someone's head onto a light post and make their entire face light up like a I light bulb. I love I that. I love that visual. She's, and, and they, so they much. get a lot of use out of her too. She's yeah. there for like four four or five like cutbacks. They come back to that same like that same uh, set. And she's still there in the background, just like, oh, let up. Like, it doesn't just end like I know, that. it stays, yeah. It's so good. And so, God. No, I was going to say, putting people in blenders. <laughs> and then <laughs> the lawnmower, it was foreshadowed oh, in the, the beginning, lawnmower. and he literally <laughs> liquefies an entire room of zombies with, with the lawnmower. And I think, I, think I don't know if the record still stands, but I know at one point uh, that movie had the record for the most blood used in a movie. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, in I that scene. I that he's still alive. It's just everything yeah. is just There's good. I think obscene. my favorite part is when he gets the lawnmower, he walks through like the line of zombies, and it's like he mowed a lawn and just drove straight through one line. He looks around, there's still a bunch of He's like, oh, that's right. I have to... <laughs> Gotta spots. go back and do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's such a good actor. Like, I love the way he plays Lionel. Yeah. No, everyone's great in this movie. There's no one that's, like, bad. Like, I mean, it's, it's definitely, like, campy and kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek, but, like... But like everyone's good. The the uh, the special effects makeup and everything crafted out of the Weta workshop for this movie, like Vera's final form. Oh as so good. As the giant rat like yeah, yeah. rat zombie 
I love that it comes back to the rat like thing yeah. at the end. Like I, I dig that it comes full circle in that way. I don't know. Like it's just it's the visuals are just so fucking cool. Uh, agreed. And they stand up like you watch it now and you're like, this is still really fun. Still oh yeah. Great. No, absolutely. It, no, like it doesn't like oh, this is why I hate CG. And Me I'm too. Yeah. I'm not Me find too. A lot of people no, I think a lot of people are gonna disagree with yeah. us on this, but Cracktail is always better. Agreed. Cracktool's Agreed. This movie was made so long ago. I make that argument almost all thir- the time. Almost thirty years ago now, like it's getting close to thirty years ago, and it looks better than so many. Movies I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. So, splatter films then in the nineties and like modern times took another dark turn, and basically, according to the academic theories on horror. They are the, f- the horror films that shirk the idea of society having an order and a clear cut, cut like good guys and bad guys and plot, and it uh, instead throws you into chaos in order to create the horror. And I thought that was an, a really interesting idea because, like, mo- for the record, I, I'm not a big fan of modern splatter films because they, they talk of modern splatter as being basically like the torture porn stuff. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate that shit. Like, yeah. fuck you, Eli Roth and Hostel. We gotta do an Eli Roth episode. I kind of like Hostel. I'm not gonna. I lie. do. You know what? I'd be lying if I said I. I, I, I didn't think it was cool kinda, when it came out. I kind of like yeah. the come up that everyone gets, and then the little kids start like. like yeah, like the revenge at the end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like it, like it takes a but long time to get there, but I, I do kind of like it, despite it being gross and manipulative. <sighs> so and gross, yeah, and and, and so misogynistic yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Um, I I like. The idea that, like, in the 80s, our our splatter was so tongue-in-cheek and fun and ridiculous. And now that we're in such dark times, we are in a dark time in splatter, too, where, like, it takes on a very realistic feel. Like, splatter isn't fun anymore. Like, no. when you look at, like, modern, tor- like, Saw movies and Our shit like that. I know. Like, like the French like New Wave is all splatter now, that's too. I like Cabin in the Woods so much because it was like a return for. Brings for it fun. Just for a moment to that fun era in the early 90s yeah. when, you know, you could just make a horror movie that was just absurd and over the top with, like, lots of, like, crazy cartoons and still, like, but it, it was it was gone. Like, as yeah. Soon as it, came, it, was, it was gone because everyone's like, no, we got to make it super intense and realistic. And that's great, too, but it gets a little tiring. I need some. I need. I need it. To ba- be balanced a little I bit. I think that's why I loved Happy Death Day so much. I was like, yay, a fun, goofy fucking I horror movie. I bought that at Walmart the other day just based on recommendations. Yeah. I'm a giant wiener, so I didn't do that. Yeah, no, I, I think that you're right. I think we, we're missing fun. And I think that it's such a sign of the times that everything is so fucking gritty and depressing and fucked mm-hmm. up and chaotic and nihilistic because that's what where our heads are. And I think like 2001, there's going to be Pre-2001 horror, post-2001 horror for September 11th, I think the same thing's going to fucking do. There's going to be pre-Donald Trump fucking horror and post-Donald Trump horror in America. And I think everything that's coming up now is so gritty and so nihilistic and so depressing and so fucking realistic that, like, I crave a Peter Jackson to come along at this point. So good. I want Peter Jackson to just dip. And just Back start in. doing like yeah. crazy with the budget he's got now. Yeah, I was gonna say at this uh, point he, he could walk into any studio and he's gonna get millions of dollars. He doesn't so even need that much money to make a movie like so get alive uh, again. It's just with me, he doesn't oh, yeah. have any. He doesn't have any desire to. He's, he's like, a oh, fucking I'm sellout. I'm an old man now, and I don't need to do that. Yeah, stuff. I'm gonna go make some fucking more movies where people walk around in the fucking hills and call it a Lord of the Rings movie. Those fucking. I'm gonna throw it out there. He fucked up the Hobbit movies. 
I didn't. Well, it didn't need to be three movies. In the no, yeah, there certainly did he, not. He stretched it out. I don't a think it was long. his fault. I think it was no, just the studios. Fault. No, because they wanted three movies. Well, he should have said no. <laughs> have well, some fucking dignity. Well, I think. Well, I mean, what has Peter Jackson done since the Hobbit movies? A whole lot of nothing. Exactly. Go and back I think to horror. That's why they're like, well, you can have three movies and get yeah, a whole bunch three of money. paychecks. <laughs> right. Or that's you can fair. do one movie and then we'll never let you work ever again. And that's he's like, oh, I'll do three movies then. I like your accent. Would you would you do your Peter Jackson impersonation? Oh no, I just saw Thor Ragnarok the other day, and the director of that movie plays a character in it. He's like this really sweet guy. I love he's like, it. hey, how's it going there, Thor? Oh, I'm just hanging out in the uh, this the circle hallway, and we just hang out here. This is my <laughs> boy. He's got he's got knives on hand. Don't worry, he's not dangerous unless <laughs> unless you got a. The reason, I mean, the, the the reason that that is the best Marvel movie ever made is because of the director. Have you seen Riffs? Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? No, not yet. You oh, have to see What We Do in the Shadows. Guy? Yes, he oh is. Oh my god, he's the same guy from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yes. No wonder he's so adorable. Yes. He's adorable. What We Do in the Shadows. We might have to watch that movie tonight Ooh, if I'm we finish in. recording. I'm in. That movie is hysterical. It's so, it's so great. It's, it's it's one of the best. I'm honestly. Mm, bold statement. What do I like better, that or Shaun of the Dead? As far as <gasps> horror comedies go, <sighs> it's like it is. It is oh on. God, it is dead. on par, <gasps> if not better than you Shaun of the Dead. You guys are hyping this up too much. I'm we are. Hi- I don't know. It. It's, I'm it's, this, it. it's I like very it better funny. because the place where it ends is a lot more relatable and a lot sweeter, and it yeah. makes me a lot happier than the end of Shaun of the Dead, which is like so many people died and. It's no, the like d- so what we do in the shadows is just they're making apparently apparently they're making a television show out of it. Oh right. shit! Really? Yeah, nice. but no, I think right, we I should watch that tonight because I'm in, I'm I I definitely want to see. It. Okay, but anyway. Okay, let's um, yeah, let's wrap yeah. this. Fucker any up. more? Uh, any more dead alive no, commentary? And, and and no, anybody? No, I don't I have I any more notes because, like I said, I, I mostly just quoted the movie. I love <laughs> the movie. It's it's amazing. Yeah. and I'll keep watching it just for that. I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> I love that quote so much. That was that was like when I was a kid. Like I would I would just fast forward to that scene and watch it just because I thought it was so funny. Um, you know how you can go online and you know answer a couple questions and then become like a reverend of the church of the yes. internet or whatever. Yeah, my brother did that, and on his certificate. It you know it has you know his name and then at the bottom it has a place where you can type something in and oh, he typed I in I kick ass for the Lord. Yes. Yeah. I think I actually have that. I think That's I have awesome. his certificate. That's something you yeah. need to save. Um, I I just I don't know. I'm this this whole endeavor has really heightened my obsession with looking at how mothers are portrayed in horror because I'm starting to really think there's either the fucking Norma Bates you know, over Vera from fucking dead alive, really fucking horrible, fucked up mom. Or there's, there's like the, I don't know. I, no, I, I think that they had a lot of different, because there's, there's definitely a lot of movies about mothers just trying to protect their children. Right. So. Right. And there's, there, there are, but when you think about it, they're not really like, you're either like, I feel like you can't be like the badass and the mother. Like when you think about like the exorcist, mm-hmm. yeah, she definitely is a good mom. And she definitely goes to great lengths to protect her kid, but she doesn't actually get anything done. Like, I feel like there's a lack of. You're saying like where the mom is the hero, right, like, like the mom the, is never like the, the hero. end of the, the day mom is can saved worry. because of the right. mom. Right, it's so rare. Like even like the Babadook, which I loved and was an interesting play on the mother in horror. She didn't do anything to save them at the end of. The, I mean, she kind of did, but not really. Like I, I don't know. Like I she feel her, like yeah, like she wasn't the d- direct right, result. Right, right. 
And, like, the closest I think I have to, like, a badass motherfucking maternal figure in horror is Ripley in the second movie. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah like, but she... I, but I can't even really think of that as a horror movie. It's, me, right. it's like, an action... It's crazy. a sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi right. Thing, yeah. But, like, so it's, like, I'm really kind of curious to dive down this, like, rabbit hole a little more and look at mothers in horror because I feel like, much like fairy tales, much like pop culture, you're either the young, pretty cute mom or you're the fucking hag who wants to suck everybody's life and like fucking ruin lives well, I you think know that also women in horror is a fairly new concept it is yeah I and that's that, why i think yeah. that it was definitely a male like controlled genre of movies for such a long time that it's going to be hard to find examples of that you know i agree and i think it's 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 we've been so trained to look at horror through the male gaze that like that's why I'm so passionate about things like women in horror and things like the Axwood Wound Film Festival because I think it's important for women's voices to be relevant in horror because we have to say something better. Like, I just read a script that was so fucking mind-blowingly good about a mother and the lengths with which a mother will go. And that's, I, you know, not to talk about Hereditary again, but, like, that's what I loved about Hereditary. Like, to me, it was all about how far parents will go to protect their kids. And I just want to see more heroes in that way. Mm-hmm. I want to see moms be the hero. Because as a mom, you do feel like you lose your fucking badassness. <laughs> like, you're suddenly no longer a badass. You're either the fucking serial mom without the serial killing part. Or you're the fucking, like, you're going to grow up and be the fucking overbearing, pathetic fucking old bitch. And or, like, or you're just a rube and you're getting played by, like, some, like, shadow, like, Yeah, yeah, totally. Right, and so... Theory. Yeah, I, I think there's there's a really good opening there for meaningful females in horror. And so, like, I'm trying to rack my brain. If anybody has any ideas out there, I'm all about watching films in which a mother is an agent for, for the change and an agent to battle the evil and all that shit, rather than just either the evil herself or, like, how many fucking horror movies is the mom the bad guy? <laughs> you know, like, fucking Flowers in the Attic style all day, you oh know. Man. Yeah, so as sorry, a mom... Said mother so many times, I just started thinking about serial mom again with her going, Motherfucker! Motherfucker! <laughs> Pussy willow. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels so liberating to see this, to say the word pussy freely. Like, usually I'm like so skeeved. Do it, Jackie. Come on, no, just say it. Come on, Jackie. It's a gross word. Pussy willow. <laughs> Come Pussy. on. Come on. No, it's such a. Do th- it. Uh, can I say cunt? No, that's way worse than I like pussy. that. Oh, I can't say the P word. I'll say cunt like all See, day long. See, that's me in the word tit. I hate <laughs> the word tit. T- titties. What about titties? Titties are fine. And no, titties no. maybe. But titties. No, but the word tit really bothers me. Like if someone, if a guy were to ever be like, hey, nice tits, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, whereas, yeah. like, you know, no. I know I have good boobs, but, like, I don't want to fucking, don't call them tits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, T- that's, that's I'll bad. take tits over that's titties. too bad. That's too bad. I feel like it's a good word. Tits? Yeah, oh, I hate I'm tits. Tits sorry. I am okay with. Titties, titties, a little, yeah, it's a little titties is a little titties creepy. Is a little bit now, titties. Titties. That's fine. Please address me at. at keep saying it. But it pops. Yeah, like but you would never call them tits in real life, right? Like, you're not like, oh, that girl's got such good tits. No, I don't think I would. I'm not sure. I think I'm too, like, I think I'm too, like, like anxious to say anything about someone's boobs. I wouldn't even know what words to use. I'd be like, oh, that's very nice breasts you have, man. Yeah, I really like your breasts. <laughs> you have, have, have a very nice uh, boobages. Yeah, nice no, but that Nicely like, rounded memory. No, like, I you swear to God, if my, like, I would be so fucking skeeved if a guy ever called them my tits. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's bothering me. No. Titties, the, the titties is the word I don't like. But yeah, P word I don't like. Here's the thing, like, 
the only time like your boobs would ever come up in conversations, hopefully with someone that that you have a relationship with and not just some random person. Jackie, because mean, right? You, hopefully, <laughs> we do have good boobs. This we should really do a boob show. And my see-through shirt. Your see-through shirt tonight is really highlighting your boobs. I agree. There should be a boob show. Yeah, <laughs> this is. I mean, this is a boob show, pretty much. I, I get. I showed your. You guys got to see my listen. bra last week. Yeah, you And guys. shout out. Ooh. We're gonna throw it back to uh, to my birthday episode. Shout out to Matt Kelly for saving my boobs that night. Yeah, he, he did. He, he saved did save your boobs last night. <laughs> If I, I I will say this about Matt Kelly, he is nothing if not a boob saver. Like yes, I, agreed. he just I mean God, I'm just hoping one day he saves mine. I'm waiting. Well, we can only hope. I'm holding out for a hero for horror <laughs> movie night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So next time you want to wear your see through shirt, you do it on Jersey Ghouls recording nights. All right, there, pumpkin. <laughs> Distracting me tonight. So it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Titays, it's working. Doctor Titays in the house. <laughs> So we hope you guys have enjoyed our our boobs. Our boobs. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they can't see our boobs. We can only describe. I can them. see them. There you go. There you go. It's Nate, a benefit we... of being on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially when Jackie boobs. wears her see-through shirts. Yeah, didn't mean to wear a see-through shirt <laughs> <laughs> to work all day. No lies. There's bad lighting in my bedroom, so I didn't. So don't wear this shirt anymore. It's totally see-through. This is fantastic lighting. If you ask. <laughs> <laughs> My harsh overhead lighting in here. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and way to wear the white bra. Under. No, it's not white. Nice. She's showing it again. <laughs> Can we get through one night where you don't show us your brazier? Hey, it's it's not it's not new news. Everyone's seen. Everyone's seen. That's true. Point. Everybody in this room has seen and dealt with Jackie's boobs. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> That's the benefit true. of knowing me for like twenty years. How long have you known Jackie? You haven't seen her boobs yet. <laughs> what? What? Within a couple weeks. I don't think she's your friend, man. No, I yeah. I think that's a good measure <laughs> of, of being that she's her your friend. friend. I don't yeah. think she's your friend. I probably, <laughs> next to my own boobs, yours are probably the ones I know most intimately. Just probably. to be fair. <laughs> just throw that out there. Intimate boob knowledge. Yes. <laughs> the best podcast I've ever done. I don't know on. how our husbands allow us, or our significant others allow us to do this podcast. <laughs> no, either. He doesn't listen. That's no, why. They don't know. <laughs> He's right there playing Rocket League. He, he doesn't, every he doesn't give two saying. shits what I'm saying. Tunes us out. Are you going to call him my titties later? <laughs> <laughs> I think no, I'll do that. She I loves it. Not. It's her favorite word. I do not want you to. I think on that boobalicious note, we're yeah. going to wrap it up. Don't, don't forget <laughs> to. Boobalicious. <laughs> Definition. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Boobalicious. Ghouls. Oh, <laughs> just search hashtag boobies. Hashtag boobalicious <laughs> podcast, dude. If there was a boob off in female horror podcast, we'd fucking dominate. You think we would? I really do. Okay, you've got the really what good big ones, and on. I've got like the Rewind. for a mom still pretty perky. Like I, we what can would take a boob this. off in tail. <laughs> oh, it's, it's sort of like a dance off, only with your tatays. This sounds amazing, and why doesn't this happen all the time? See, we're only friends with, like, other dudes in the podcast community. I know. We, we need to make more, more female, female friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's going to take the win for us Nate, with his boobs. Nate just exposed his titties to us. I do. I, I feel dirty. I felt like someone had to be the first oh, one. Oh, God. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, Nate just wanted to start the trend. Okay, who's next? I it's took a boob off, guys. You know, I would like to say that I'm the only one who hasn't shown my boobs on the podcast I've yet. never actually shown my boobs to anybody. You've seen yeah, my bra. I want to see your boobs. You've never seen my <laughs> physical 
you've never seen you no you probably have because we live together so you definitely i've definitely seen your boobs i've definitely yeah we've definitely you've seen mine countless times yeah all right you guys can check us out next time on (laughs) (laughs) the boobist podcast boobiest horror podcast of all the boobiest like the nerdist nerdist, but But the the boobiest we should start the boobiest (laughs) what are we gonna talk about Obviously, one episode and done. And we're done. We were tired. Maybe one episode. There's, there's a dearth of topics. Oh man! I mean, think about how much, how much we could have talked about popcorn porn. I'm just throwing that out there. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls, and you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. You can find our podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud, and you can always find our podcast, movie reviews, and blog on jerseyghouls.com. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Mother, there is no other like mother. So treat her right. Mother, I always love her. My mother. So treat her right. Treat her right. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.